Welcome to this episode of Navigating Hospitality at University of West Florida's Presence Club at Timeless Tanglewood. Together, we will explore topics surrounding social intelligence and etiquette. I'm Dr. Allison Green from the Global Hospitality and Tourism Management Department in the College of Business, along with Chris Horak, Etiquette Trainer with Navigating Convention. I'd like to talk a little bit today about navigating food on your plate specifically in business situations. And specifically, I'm gonna give you an example of what happened. I, am, I don't consider myself vegan, vegetarian. However, I do not eat red meat. And I was at a banquet at a tentop talking to several of my colleagues, some people that work for the same university, others that do not. And so it was very much in a networking situation where you are very aware of your business speak, very aware, although it's it's a social situation, you're aware of what you're eating, how you're eating, and the etiquette that comes along with that. And they when they served the dinner, they served a plate and it was beautiful. However, it had a huge, filet mignon on it and I'm sure that some people would appreciate that for for me it was not and on the plate there was that big filet and then it was asparagus and some mashed potatoes or mashed cauliflower whatever was on there which was perfect for me my question is how do you navigate that when you are in a social situation where you may be hungry? Honestly, after a day of working at a conference, how, how, how best to navigate that? What advice can you give? Should I have turned it away? Should I have asked? What is your advice? Dr. Green, so many things come to mind when you end up at a table like this. We often go to banquets and events and they didn't ask before the time whether you wanted fish or anything. If you are vegetarian, sorry, I have to let you know, you have to state your dietary preferences to whoever the organizers are. Wherever you buy your ticket to go to a gala, you have to make sure these are the diets I follow, which means if you're vegetarian, you're gluten-free, you've got a sugar problem, you need to let them know that your money is welcome to be spent at this event, and then they prepare the food. But now let's forget all about that because we are at the plate of food already. It is too late. We don't make a scene. We do not complain. We don't say, I don't eat lunch. We start playing with our food. We're not pushing our food around on the plate at all. We take enormously small bites. You take small bites of those you like and occasionally mix it with those you don't like. And if you really do not like the red meat, Make sure you just cut one or two little pieces off so everybody at the table can see, yes, you did test the meat. If you just go blankly saying, I don't eat meat, and you didn't make an arrangement for the, the appropriate diet to be served to you, everybody at the table is going to look at that piece of meat. Some of the guys will, ooh, they will just be ready to pounce on you to get that piece of meat away from you. And if you've eaten it, they will not feel so bad. It's a case of the tinier bites we take, the more conversation we can make. Have you ever been 
just sitting at a dinner table and you put the fork of food in your mouth and the waiter come up and say, how's everything? And you cannot but shake your head up and down. Yes, this is the same situation. You take very small bites, then you can open your mouth and talk to the person next to you because they just ask you a question. So whether we eat what we like or don't like, we eat it in small bites to begin with. In an event like this, the more small bites you take, the longer it takes to finish the plate. The guy next to you who may be through with his food because he's a fast eater, taking big bites and not really chewing his food, and he's through with the plate of food and you have not even halfway got into the mashed potatoes because you took small bites and by that time he will realize and you will realize good it's time for the next course or the speech needs to be made or whatever needs to happen for the event to continue and you've had some food you also have mentioned that you are very hungry because you're at an event events and any invitations for dinner consider them you're there because, not because you were hungry, because you're going to work. You are going to network with people around the table. So always carry a few nutritionist bars on you, anything to give you energy that you can snack on in between and just sort of chew on from time to time. Events I know are, and if you go for conferences, uh, a two or three day conference that everything is scheduled to a time limit and while the lectures are going on that's when you quietly open your little piece of nutritious bar or whatever you brought to give you the energy you need but the meals that's provided during this time is not really where you're going to be shall I call it fed the meals are very very social events and that is that is the event where you are going to do more business than sitting listening to any of the speeches during the two or three days you're there for the events and i have to agree with that and also look at it and there's a couple of different ways that we can go in our next question or two i agree with the social networking which takes a lot of social intelligence skills and it takes a lot of emotional intelligence it is what i believe employers are saying they need more of than anything today which is the social intelligence skills the soft skills and we keep hearing that over and over and over what I would like to talk about or have you help me kind of tease out of what is soft skill what is social intelligence at that table what does that look like and what does that mean in my mind my very visual mind i see it as that conversation when you're caught as the example that you gave chewing on something it's embarrassing sometimes you ask a person and you don't really realize that they've just taken a bite of something and you ask them and it may be a weird situation or vice versa the lack of social intelligence is you have no idea of how to really network you have no idea that you should even feel bad that you've asked a question and somebody has big mouth of mashed potatoes so can you answer for us now kind of we can go in that direction it would be perfect. great perfect if if we've got a mouthful of mashed potatoes, that's the easy one. It's that filet mignon that mm -hmm. you yeah. you don't want a mouthful. And and at events like that, uh, that is maybe very the very big thing to avoid is the is the things that needs lots of chewing. It's often more often the person who sit with the mouthful of food who's more embarrassed than the person who've asked the question. 
because the person who asked the question, usually this gives them the opportunity to have a bite of food mm -hmm. because they wait for your reply. Mm -hmm. And that's how they navigate through not only their food, but they also navigate through the conversation and the, the social skills on dealing with this event and making the best out of it. When you arrive at the table, be ready with your questions. In your opening statement or when you open this conversation, you talked about there are we are situated at a tent top. Just for our listeners out there, a tent top is a table that seats 10 people. Dr. Green is from a background of hotel management, and that's what they call those 10-seat people or eight people seated table. They, they name them by the top. Mm -hmm. So it's not a weird table. It's not <laughs> something that is on high stocks or anything. It is just a table. Very comfortably, we're sitting there. We are having conversations. We are trying to get the best out of it. It is not, this is not your time for a break. We are here to do business. We are here to expand the business or learn about the people around the table because by asking questions, we learn more about them, about their interests and their what they can bring to the next event we are organizing or if we want to include them or not in our future development of our own program. Which leads me to actually a conversation I had with somebody this week. And we were talking about young people networking. And the truth is that networking is going to get you the next job. And that does not matter if you're in high school. It does not matter if you're in college or a professional Honestly, that's really your next step is through that. So understanding the social intelligence, using that as being a nice conversation instead of a different conversation with food in your mouth. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's a conversation. It is not, it's not a competition. It is sharing of information, whether it's your work information and sometimes social information. It is finding out more about people around you. And the more you know about people, that is part of your soft skill development. You know about people, you understand how they operate, and will that way of operation be good to include in how you and your organization operate? So that's when you decide whether or not to bring them on board. Mm -hmm. And how they will be. You know, I have to say, breaking bread or having a dinner or a lunch or a coffee, I am sure shows so much more than the actual interview process, the formal interview process. And that is why so many people in positions other than frontline will have you sit down and have coffee or tea or lunch or dinner to see how you act, how you treat other people. And so it really is you're in the interview and you're not there to eat. And that is the truth. It so. is not just the truth. It is very deep. It's a deep situation. At Navigating Convention, we do train HR and interviewers how to operate at the table and what to look for from the moment that a guest is sitting down to every move they make, which will contradict what they've been talking about and how they operate for the last three hours in interview. Because an interview, you can tell me anything you want to, and I have to believe it because that's what you say. But when the actions come to the table, it contradicts a lot of things, not everything. It confirms a lot of things you've said, 
because I've listened in the interview. Now I'm watching an observation around the table, how you are taking those small bites of food, how you cut that food, where you cut it, where your knives and forks are at all time. So it, it's not just navigating the food, it's navigating yourself, it's navigating the salt and pepper, it's, it's navigating of your conversation and how you answer the questions that are posed to you at the table. And the opportunity to actually demonstrate soft skills, which the employers are looking for in today's work environment, and which translates also into social intelligence. And what I will do is I have a great article here from Training Magazine, and it is a little few years old. However, it talks about space. Carl Albrecht came up with the space concept, and I will upload that as well to our website. So it's situational radar presence authenticity, clarity, and empathy. And this does a really great job with tying those into social skills, interviewing skills, and what we talked about navigating the food on your plate. Thank you. That that brings it together, doesn't it? It, it does. It, it shows everything we do in life. It doesn't matter whether we're speaking, whether we are behaving. Everything ties in to be a a better developed human being to begin with, and then that human being can pay it forward to assisting and developing the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. And now I know what to do the next time I get that filet mignon on my plate. I guess I have to take small bites of it. At least two. Okay. But do not sit sit out on the course because somebody around the table is going to either be very hungry for that piece of meat or somebody <laughs> around the table is going to envy you that you can look at food and don't eat it mm-hmm. and then there's always the ones of us who grew up with mothers who told us somewhere else in the world there are people going hungry right. that is that was emotional blackmail we don't <laughs> do today yeah we don't so, want that so we don't need to be concerned about it we don't need to eat what we don't want But we also have to be aware of the people around us that while they're eating, we are not sitting there staring blankly at food or anything. We participate without moving the food around on the plate. That's not navigating, that's pushing. (laughs) And navigating and pushing are two different subjects. We'll talk about pushing another time. Okay. All right, Mr. Horak, I think you brought some great etiquette advice and we interjected some theory. So I'm signing off for the week. Thank you, Dr. Green. Till next time to our listeners. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Navigating Hospitality. This podcast is brought to you by partial funding from the University of West Florida's Instructional Technology Enhancement Project.